Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to today's Drive Time Back Talk with myself, Dawn Wright the Bronx, and the rest of the Wolf Pack of The Dash. Um, we come every week and gather together as the team who puts together all the shows and produces and directs and coordinates and gets the guest speakers and puts the blog together and does the research and does the videos and does the imagery and, you know, sometimes we just want to talk about stuff. And so we brought together the team and said, let's just talk about stuff, stuff that that we find important. These guys are out there scouring the web all the time to get you guys what you, what, you know, they think is going to be stuff that's really good for your business and uh, and for the Dash in general and for your Dash in general. So, Welcome to the guys. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> and uh, let's go ahead and talk about stuff. What do we got? What's up first? Aaron? Give me uh, Little Wayne has seizure. Well, little, little Wayne, he's uh, uh, he's been in and out of the hospital uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, a week after his mysterious hospitalization, Little Wayne offered a proof of life, uh, his proof of life on Friday with a video in which the rapper apparently is walking around thanking fans. Uh, <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> so he's he's not dead. He's up and alive. <laughs> so it's funny, just to like the ad lib this, I walked into the board and I see Little Wayne is dying, and that's crossed out, and then I see dead, and then it's kind of a little like elbow, so seizure, he's alive. <laughs> Is that what you guys came to? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was different reports from different from, from different outlets, and, and, and he's finally come out and made a video and posted it. Uh, I think TMZ released it, released the video of him and uh, uh, Ti. They're they're promoting. He's got a new album coming out, and uh, uh, he's also coming is out. It on called tour. Proof of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know? Maybe now. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well. He just—he's coming out with a video and a, a new album and a, a new tour starting July uh, July fifth, I believe, with Ti. Got it. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad he's not dead. I'm sure he's glad he's not dead. Um, his fans are glad. His fans are definitely <laughs> glad. And uh, all right. So what else we got? I, I see some robotic Lego bands. Yes. What is this, John? Um. Actually, it, uh, well, Alex is the one who put this up here, but. This supposedly is an entire band, like a music band, made out of Legos. Oh, no. It, yes. It's made out of Bionicle characters. Bionicle characters. It's beat on an uh, electronic drum pad. Oh, that's and, cool. And then on little single xylophone pads, and they just play a song. Yeah. But it's the, yeah, it's the Pretty first time anyone's made. We, there was one that I saw a while back that was a robotic band, and it played a Motorhead song, and it was real robots that's kind of made out of, you know, God knows what. But uh, this was the first time anyone's made a band out of Lego pieces, I guess. Okay, I'm looking at them, you know. All right, so, so as we do in all of our 
drive time back talks because a lot of the stuff we do is super visual. We're all looking at it, ooh and on, and you guys are like, what? What do you see? So you can Google as we're doing this because this was on Mashable. Um, so you can go to Mashable and search robotic Lego band, and you can see what Alice is talking about, or, or we'll go ahead and put it in the post, and you can check it out later after you're done driving because we don't want you Googling and driving at the same time. Uh, and uh, so, John, since I since I was picking on you and you and Jeff are here, what about this 3D gun printer? What is this? Um, well, Federal licensing? They're, they're selling that. 3D guns? Yeah. Well, well like, there's 3D guns. There's a few 3D guns that have been made, like AR-15s and such, that uh, um, one's fired six shots, they said, another has fired 15, but they keep, like, breaking and, and everything. I mean, it's it's possible. What what they said is it's possible. Single use disposable. Pretty much shoot once and it's done. But it is possible to make 3D guns. The scary. It's pretty scary. Well, the scary thing is, is as soon as they come out with a 3D printer that prints metal, is then they can actually manufacture guns and that prints any gun in anyone's hand that has a 3D printer. See, for this, the builder can the builder the the maker got federally licensed to make these 3D gun parts. And he's making magazine clips now, and AR-15, uh, uh, just the, the main block section of it so far. Uh, right. But it, it's, it's, what he's doing with it is he's taking the, the, the files of how to make these guns on a 3D right. printer and putting, them up, putting the plans oh, on the yeah. Internet so, so anybody printer can, download them. can download them and print it out their own. So here's the thing that's really – this is a prime example of where one moron – just loads the gun of the insane guy out well, there. The insane guy could be able to figure it out and, anyway. Well, yeah, but why do we have to give him ideas? You do we well, have to give him ideas? He's already insane. He's got his own ideas. Let him go off on a tangent. He doesn't need to go. You know what? I was trying to figure out. I couldn't get a gun. I tried everywhere. I couldn't get a gun. I don't know anybody in the black market. I couldn't get a gun. Oh, here's this guy who just told me I can go get a 3D printer and make one. Well, you can make one and it's untraceable. That's the downfall of it. It's, you can make your own. Yes, I don't think we need to, to give these things to crazy to people. Right now we're just making the part. Well, yeah, well, we did have 3D printing two years ago right. to, it, you know, to the public, but now it's like... It's the manufacturing point because they can plan They can plan, They can can plan. plan out a product, print it out, mm -hmm. and see if it'll work before well, you can go to production for it. Like a global scale. Okay. Now if you're going global scale, like arms dealers and these guys like who are, who are like giving these weapons to all these people who don't necessarily need them because they're doing dumb stuff, you know. Yeah. Now these guys can, like, these terrorists or anybody can make, like, any weapon they want. So, so your arms dealer, yeah, what you're just... saying is your arms dealer is going to turn into printer salesman. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Printers are about to go skyrocket on the black market. Yeah. Well, you know, talking about Sandy Hook, the Sandy Hook massacre, okay, because it's really close to all of us, just so everybody who's listening knows, John, my daughter Susie, and, and my, our daughter Emily, they, they all went to Sandy Hook School, okay? We grew up in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. I grew up in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. This was our hometown and our home, our kids' school. And um, all those little babies that were shot dead there by a guy who goes nuts and just slips, drops his basket, and goes and he gets his mom's guns, okay? Now any teenager who's pissed off at the world can print a gun. Yeah, but you got to print the ammo. Yeah, yeah well, the, the point is, is that like, this is really you can buy ammo something. a lot easier than you can buy a gun. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's just putting, it's putting things in the, into the wrong buy, hands buy is what I think. You go to Walmart and buy ammo. You, you can't go to yeah. Walmart and buy a gun without a certain, like, 
You need to have licensing laws. I mean, I believe I'm I'm a freedom person. Okay, I'm I'm a libertarian. I'm a person who believes in freedom. I'm, I I'll, I'll fight for it to the mat and to the death. But I also believe that there's got to be limits because people are crazy. Right. There we don't are know crazy. Maybe there is a limit law in this federal license that he got. We oh, don't know sure. What, we I'm don't not saying that this guy, but, but uploading, the point is, is that he uploaded the information to the Internet. And although I believe in freedom of information, I do. I just believe that, you know, if you, got, if you have a guy who's a sound mind, uploading this kind of stuff so that the world can go ahead and without even having to try to figure it out themselves. He goes and he puts the blueprint up for any crazy person in Think about it in the mindset of if the government was to ever take away our rights to bear arms, now we all have the ability to print our own guns and take our rights to bear arms back. I do agree. I do agree. That could be you know, but, motivation. But I, Maybe misplaced. But yeah, see, see, and, it, and this is really, it's a, great, it's a great point and it's a great conversation to have because I agree with that too, you right. know. I don't want anybody to take my right to bear arms away. I also believe that we got to figure out how not to give crazy people guns. Right. So it's, it's a really, it's a really difficult, it's a difficult question. And I know that people all over this country... You know, like, it's really funny because my dad is really big in, you know, the right to bear arms. He's really, really strong about it. And so is everyone in this room, okay? Now, at the same time, we're all from Sandy Hook, you know. We're sitting here having these conversations, and, you know, we hear that the government is coming out with all these, this is going to be their shoe-in to get rid of guns. Well, but everyone from Connecticut, where, where the attack actually occurred, ran out and bought them. Right. Okay. Because when your security, when your child is harmed or your child is attacked or anyone near that or anyone near the, your child and six degrees of separation, you're going, well, wait a minute, the only way to defend against a man with a gun is with a gun. Right. You know? Hold on. So if, you it, take it, if, you take, if you take any rights away from anybody that has to do with the gun laws, no matter what, the bad guy is still going to get his hands the on The bad guys always get still going to get his hands on You don't need to be taking rights away from people who don't screw up with them. Maybe right. regulate it more, but regulate it more. No matter what, what the government does, all the bad guy will always get what he needs to get because he doesn't care how he gets it. So maybe down the line, in order for you to buy one of these printers, you have to have a, gun, a concealed guns permit. Or no, you don't have to. Have a, you, know, you just have to register posted, that you have one. He posted, right. he posted this to. The, and this is Alex, by the way. He posted this. Posted this on the internet. And this is a really good analogy with something that I saw the other day. But I watch the Food Network and HGH all the time. That doesn't mean that even though the information is free and I can get it, that I'm going to be able to go ahead and duplicate that. Right. Because you have to have the materials. Well, you have yeah, to. Have the and, and, and if I start remodeling my kitchen. I'm going to be in way over my head. And even though I have the step-by-steps on how to remodel my kitchen, I'm still going to call a professional come in and fix my problem. Because You're I'm not who I'm worried about, Alex. But that's the, th- the thing. You're is, not crazy. You <laughs> You're not going to go and massacre the kids at Sandy Hook Elementary School. You know, but and I'm talking about that guy, you know. Yeah, but just because the plans are up on the Internet doesn't mean that someone that with the right, the criminal intentions could actually put it together. That's right. a good point. Okay. But they could. 
<laughs> yeah. You can, also, you can also Google how to make a bomb. You can also Google and how to make a do. nuclear bomb. And people do. And they There's do. There's an energy cookbook that's 400 plus pages long. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't spawn an entire generation of people. Yeah, but what you have to look out for with this issue is how many crazies have a 3D printer or access to it. Well, when when they will, it's not it's yeah. not what it's going to get. And it's they can get the access, and that it's untraceable, what? and that nobody will ever know it's even out there, you know. But you know, whatever. I mean, here's the thing: if I believe in freedom, I believe in all freedom, and if I believe in you know freedom of information, then the information should be out there. So, you know, it's all hard. It's a it's a tough line to cross or walk. You know, and I just don't want crazy people to have guns in my kids' schools. Huh? They just screen the process of downloading it. You know? Yeah, who's downloading this information? Somebody's got a record of it. We know that. Well, I don't know. The guy that the Colorado shooting and the Sandy Hook shooting, those two guys have a lot of money. And if you if have you a lot can, of money, you if, cannot get a gun. If you have a lot of money, you can get anything you want. It has nothing to do on availability of 3D printing or if you can get a gun at your this place or if you can get a yeah. gun at that place. If you've got money, you can get access to things, and that's a reality. Good point. All right. Now we'll take a word from our sponsors. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to The Dash Drive Time with the Wolfpack and Dawn. (laughs) We're here talking about stuff like we do every Friday. And um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off because I just took a sip of my lemon drink. (laughs) after learning about how Lil Wayne went into a coma or whatever, a seizure because of purple drink, I learned today what purple drink was on the Lil Wayne topic. By the way, it's like Dimetap codeine prescription strength with a Jolly Rancher and some Sprite, for those of you who have been in awe of listening about purple drink <laughs> and wondering what it was. I thought it was something right along the lines of gin and juice, and every time I had Kool-Aid or a grape soda, I'd say purple drink. And now I find out that I wasn't drinking purple drink at all. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm sitting here with this lemon drink that um, I started with today because I was just gaining weight all over the place and was eating four 
Reese's Peanut Butter Cups by 4 o'clock in the morning. Sleep-eating peanut butter cups is not a good idea. And was skyrocketing up the scale and decided I had to do something. And so at 4 o'clock in the morning, with my peanut butter cup wrappers, started to Google this master cleanse that I heard about in Dallas uh, from Debbie and Tim Reed. And, and uh, I was watching this lady squeeze all these lemons with this maple syrup going, what is she doing? And... I came to the guys and I said, listen, we just went gluten-free last week or last month and I really want to do a serious cleanse. I want to do a fast. I want to do a cleanse. I heard about this thing. It's 50 years old. It's called the Master Cleanse. I read up on it. Beyonce did it and shredded like 20 pounds of body fat in like no time to do her role, I guess, in in Dream Girls. Um, And so they started to call it the Beyonce Diet, but it's actually called the Master Cleanse or the Lemon Diet and or the Lemon Cleanse. And, uh, what you do is you do a half a lemon, which is like two, two, two tablespoons of lemon juice, fresh lemon juice, and a couple of tablespoons of grade B maple syrup in eight ounces of water. And you got to drink at least six of these a day. Plus, you got to drink this um, sea salt. What kind of sea salt is it? Unidized. Unidized sea salt in a liter of water when you first wake up in the morning to open and clean the colon. That's the hardest part. That was, yeah, that was salty. But nowhere near as bad as no. a cup of Epsom salt. Epsom salt is nasty. I drink a cup of Epsom I drank a liter of this stuff. In a cup of Epsom salt. The quantity. It may be nasty. And it, it is, I could it, not drink a liter it, of Epsom salt. And it gets thick when you get to the bottom of the glass. But it's gone. Yeah, yeah. The quantity is more tolerable. A cup at a time is way more tolerable than a liter of anything. Yeah, a liter of the thing is like, oh my gosh, it was I've been long. sipping on this thing for how long? And yeah. It's just more salt water with more salt water with more salt water. But it wasn't near as nasty as Epsom salt. Just saying. And it worked. Uh, it worked. Lesser of two evils, right? It worked. It worked. And so. Um, we're on day one. We're going to put up our pictures. We're going to do a whole spiel. We're going to show you how we do what we do. And we're in a full 10-day commitment. I might go longer. Anybody might. We, we, you're allowed to go up to 40 days, but 40 days without food is a little ridiculous unless you're really going for a specific reason. So we're going to definitely do a full 10, give you a review along the way. Um, so that's it. The Dash does the master cleanse. Is it 11? <laughs> What's up? What's next? <laughs> Twitter turns seven. Twitter turns what? Twitter turns seven. seven. Wow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Twitter. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Now, in other news... <laughs> Jane Goodall. Um, Jane, this? Yeah, Jane Goodall ended up plagiarizing her new book, Seeds of Hope. Ooh. She didn't plagiarize the whole thing, but parts of the book were plagiarized from Wikipedia. And um, there's a couple other sources that were mentioned that, that were plagiarized from during the book. Uh, she didn't say that she was getting some wiki out of there? She, she, <laughs> she, after being ousted, she came back and said that you know, she's incredibly this and incredibly that, and she has to go and make sure that everything is properly cited and sourced in the book. Um, 
and kind of made it seem like it was an oversight or something like that. Anyway, she then she then did go on to admit to not knowing much about plants, but she said she was sitting in a room full of experts and this, that, and the, you know, and the who's who of botany, and you know, she was just kind of shocked that she ended up still plagiarizing. Kind of making it, I don't know. It kind of it kind of made it seem like. I don't get it. Yeah, it it was really, I think, a cover-up story. I mean, she admits to not knowing much about much about botany. So how did you write a book about botany? Right. It's the last time you learned about Jane Goodall. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, plagiar- and plagiarizing, you know, bits of Wikipedia. Yeah, that's just really weird. Maybe she got a ghostwriter. I mean, we heard all about this ghostwriting thing. I mean, I've been looking into it for a couple of books that I want to write ever since we had uh, Marsha Friedman on the show on Wednesday, and that was some really awesome tips, because like I said, I got like four or five books I want to write, and how am I going to get it all done, and and she was telling me about it, so I was like, okay, and I checked it out, she was dead on with the feedback she gave us, so maybe Jane Goodall got a ghostwriter who had never written a book before, because Marsha was talking about that, how she ended up having these people say that they were ghostwriters, and then they, she said, okay, let me see what books you've written, and, well, I haven't written any. <laughs> so maybe she got herself one of them. <laughs> she said, here's all the information I got from these great people, and then the ghostwriter kind of put a, put a little wiki in there and a little wiki over here. <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. So, okay, good to know. Don't plagiarize Wikipedia. They'll get you. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> plagiarizing, it's, you think about the internet. You think about the wealth of information that's on the internet. How are you going to do and, it? And it's how do you avoid not doing it? Is they have programs it. that teachers run pages through, like when when you turn in your work and it checks against the internet. Plagiarize.com. Yeah. I wonder if there's an instance where someone thought, you know, taking the concept of there's no such thing as an original idea, and wrote it, wrote their wrote their paper, and then was busted for plagiarism because. Some Chinese guy wrote the same the other exact side paper, of the you know, on the other side right. of the planet wrote the same exact paper and posted it to the internet. Well, there's no such thing as an original thought. No, it's been done but, before. <laughs> but a full duplicated paper? Well, yeah, she just she only apparently she only stole a few passages. They're, they're, they're saying that in her lifetime of distinguished work behind her, these stolen passages aren't likely to permanently tarnish her 78 year old's her reputation. She's almost 80. She wicked. After, after all, she's hardly she's hardly the first noted nonfiction author to come under fire for sloppy citations. Right. There you go. Yeah, and there was a couple other people they cited. One guy from the New Yorker even ended up getting busted that he was fudging part of his book. Yeah, Frank Frank Zeard. Yeah, I think that was Zakari. Zakari. Zachary. 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 We can't say his name, so that won't be plagiarized. Right. (laughs) Clearly. All right. So, all right, Jane. At 78, you're you're all right with us. You're still writing books. Good on you. Yep. And um, they they haven't launched it yet, but Cloud is now taking applications for businesses, which is more of a kind of a finally statement. You know, Cloud's been around for a while now. Um, for users, but they haven't really done anything for businesses. You've been able to integrate your Facebook page into your personal cloud and have it impact your personal cloud, but you can't track your business cloud separately. So that's what 
this whole thing is that they're going to finally give you the ability to start putting your businesses in the cloud and measure your measure your your measure your influence and also find influence influencers. Um, okay, so you're saying clout, C L O U T. I'm saying clout, K L O U T. K L O U T. For those of you listening, at first I thought you were saying cloud, and because I don't do this clout thing that you were doing. I didn't know what you were talking about. So for those of you who don't know what clout is, check it out. It's K-L-O-U-T for Tom dot com. K-L-O-U-T. And it explain what clout is. Yeah. Yeah. Cloud measures your social media influence. And um, they you can integrate your Twitter account, your Facebook account, your LinkedIn account, your WordPress account, your Blogger account, your YouTube account, and all your social accounts. And it monitors all of those and then based on likes, retweets, shares, engagement, followers, they come up with a cloud score, and then it fluctuates based on how you do in your channels. If, if, I, take a, if I take a week off of my social media accounts, my cloud drops. My cloud drops, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes significantly. And, and, and so it's constantly, constantly monitoring how you're doing on your social media channels, how people are engaging with you, and then based on those factors and what other factors they have in their algorithm, they come up with a score. Got and it. they rank people on that score. And right now, I mean, a benefit to having a clout other than, like, you can get perks. And based on topics that you're influential about, you can qualify for certain certain perks, assuming that you've got a high enough clout score um, what are the perks? They vary. Like I got, I got a jam box. That was one that I actually had to pay for, but I was part of a clear release. Yeah, like they didn't release the jam box colors prior to us getting our jam box colors and getting like a special, you know, whatever, and trying out the trying out their program and and talking about it. And then, you know, you can get magazine subscriptions, movie tickets, appear at the, I mean, it all depends on what you're influential about um, and the topics that you talk about. You know, if you want to be at a red carpet, then you need to start talking about Hollywood celebrities and things like that to qualify for that kind of a perk. That's at it. Cool. Well, that's pretty cool. All right. Well, it made me want to go and do it. I wonder what my thought score is. Yeah. Lately, I don't know. <laughs> and, there's definitely, and there's definitely, for me, I mean, I know that it plays a little bit into my ego and also being competitive with my friends. And right, right. High, yeah, having the higher cloud score. And, you know, apparently there's ways to gain cloud. And I haven't, I don't know of them, but I know that they exist. Got it. So cheating. Yeah. Cheats. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I think I have some, <laughs> of, those, some of those perks, like Chevy Volt, like Guilt. A Windows phone, uh, a, a Disney. Uh, let's see. I've received four, four, four of them already. I got like a, a Frank and Oak look great, no sweat, under fifty. But I got a fifteen dollars store credit of this one store. I got a fifteen dollars score big credit for it's for tickets and stuff. I get twenty dollars off of the Apple iPhone five case. Cool. I get a free subscription to the Red Bulletin magazine. I mean, it just depends. They use stuff all the time. Very cool. Okay. Well, then we should all run out and get a cloud score and see what they are. Right. And the the thoughts behind that is is that businesses, because you are have a high cloud score, you're influential, and because businesses are working closely with you, 
they think that you're the ones that are more prone to start the conversation about that product. About their product, yeah. So, you know, Cloud's kind of like acting like a feeder for businesses. businesses to know who to give stuff to. Right. There you go, for loss leaders. Right. That's really cool. All right, so what is this Kickstarter? $108 million on so games? I was, yeah, I actually stumbled upon this. Um, I was looking at just some Kickstarter stuff on on a Kickstarter and then found this thing unmatchable about Kickstarter. Um, since they started the website in 2009, they have a staggering 108.52 million dollars has been pledged just for video games and tabletop games. Wow. And games alone. Of that, 90.83 million went towards successful projects like um, technology on the technology side, which was 47. Million and then the other went to 38 or 38 million went to successful ventures, but huh. the most is like video games and tabletop games and stuff. Like a lot, a few of which have made it on like PlayStation and Xbox. Very so. nice. So Kickstarter, you know, guys, um, we're going to wrap this up for our commercial break. But you know, if you're ever looking for something that you want to go ahead and do and you want to get behind, but you don't really know what, and you're kind of like not some big wig investor. We love Kickstarter. I mean, it's really given people an opportunity to go ahead and, and get their projects funded and for people who want to invest and, you know, get dabbling in some venture capital and, and getting behind some cool projects gives people, the everyday people, the ability to do that. So, you know, check them out, kickstarter.com, and we'll get back to you in just a couple of minutes here at the Dash. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you've kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. Oh, and we're back. Uh, all right, John, and you were talking about how $108 million was raised on games for Kickstarter. Well, no, and that was, some of that went to board, some of that went to video games. Yeah, well, no, it was, it was board games and video games in general, just games, period. It's raised the most money in Kickstarter. Those, that's what seems to be the most successful projects are video games or tabletop games in Kickstarter. So, so people want to invest in video games. Well, it, all, it, it actually all depends because there's been some that I've watched. One of them, which called Project Awaken, which was just this full-on MMORPG where it's just a city and your character is pretty much like it could do anything. So just it. for those of you who don't know what MMORPG, it's massive multiplayer online role-playing game. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew that. It's <laughs> like World of Warcraft. Where you level up your character, you can get different like armor and all that stuff, and you level up. You just like level your character grows with you. So, and that was one of like the coolest ones with the best graphics. And like you pretty, I mean, like guys were like creating twisters like in the middle of a town just by like raising their arm and doing certain things, and you could go any direction. That didn't get funded, which 
is kind of weird to me, but it just I guess it all depends on if you just have I mean, I really don't know why certain games get funded, but I but mean, they do. They do. So there you go. I mean, if you got a video game or or a tabletop game, you, you want got to an idea. Get started. That's what's popping on Kickstarter. All right. So, what are these AE trolls? The internet with skinny jeans. What is American this? Eagle. Aaron. American Eagle had a commercial about skinny jeans and how these people were like, they were like. Uh, the skinnier the better and all this stuff and when you get to looking at it it seriously looks like they have tights that are airbrushed to look like jeans on and then at the end of the commercial it shows they, they put their little thing up that shows American Eagle skinny jeans and it has two cans like spray cans in there <laughs> so they actually did have yeah, spray cans like, they were just kind of making a play on how skinny jeans get tighter and tighter and rolled up higher and higher ridiculous right? yeah. yeah at 45 I hate the skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I like the boyfriend jeans. So bring them back. <laughs> All right. And up, Google Reader is dead. That's right. You heard it here. Google Reader is dead. Is that all we're saying about this? Everybody's a lot of people have made a big deal about it. A lot of people use Google Reader and Google just slashed it out of the blue. Um you know, and I guess it's also part of Google's spring cleaning of, you know... Well, oh, Adobe Reader. Reader has it, no, right? No, it's, it's not that. It's an RSS news reader type thing. You put oh. all your subscriptions and channels into it, and you can get all your news aggregated in one spot called Google Reader. Oh, well, see how interesting that was for me. I didn't know right. what it is. Right. <laughs> I guess uh, that's how a lot of people felt. <laughs> there's a lot of people that did use it, and uh-huh. they're the ones that are upset that it's gone. Ah, I see. And, uh, you know, I recommend using a service like Newsbar. That's a Mac app that, that, does, some, that does something pretty similar. Um, and then the other thing that's come from people talking about Google Reader dying is that a lot of people are afraid that Google Alerts is going to go next. And um, bah, bah, bah. and what does it do? Well, Google Alerts, basically, you can tell Google to send you a daily email about keywords that are appearing in the results or in the news or in the something you mentioned about something. So, like, I have a Google Alert set up for eSig, so I get an email every day about all the things that relative to that keyword that mm-hmm. are happening in news and the search results. So why would Google Reader's death? make that go away. Because when Google Reader died, shortly before it died, there was little outages. It just like what was a fully functioning program just started to not work. And Google Alerts is starting to do that. And so everybody that was uh, thinking it couldn't happen to a service that everybody loves as much as Google Reader and then it did happen are thinking, well, it can't. It probably could happen to Google Alerts too. So there's a lot of you know, SEOers use it, people that are trying to make monitor their they need to make room for Google Maze. Yeah, yeah, people trying to monitor their brand on the internet. And then someone wrote a letter basically saying that uh that that, that, that uh Google's become obsessed with the new shiny things and they're drifting away from to becoming Mac. <laughs> they're becoming yeah, and well they're drifting away from their ultimate purpose which was highly relevant search results. And and this guy went on to say that Google Plus is also lumped in the category of new shiny things. Um that cost us time and cost them time. 
and 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 so you know so there's a, there's like Google diehard power users that are in a tailspin right now. Mm-hmm. Purists. Purists, I guess. Purists. Pure Google. Purist of Google. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know someone popped into my head just now that there's a purist for many things and and uh they'll kill things that were really productive and supportive to me because they weren't in the purest category for things. But you know, Google's gotta make their nickel, right? Their nickel is so, advertising. And they're not making that money through Google Reader. Oh there you go. So so you know, I don't know, I still think Google they're still the best search engine out there and that's still what they that they're touted as being, and I hope they don't get rid of something like Google Alerts, which is really relevant to what they do yeah. and so important to so many people's businesses. Yeah, someone made a joke about how uh, when he's sitting in public places and so he feels like someone's looking over his shoulder at his computer, he starts looking things up on Bing to make them nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I think I read somewhere that Bing is used. Is more popular than Google. No, no. Actually, I swear, I heard it was more. It's used. It's they use it to search more. Bing Maybe you don't say, "Let me stuff. Bing that for you." Bing it. But yeah. if you think about it, Microsoft they they put it on the Xbox, and you can like say Bing this or Bing that, and there's a lot of users just on that. Yeah, so that can bring a lot of searches. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Either. You have to just look at it like so Windows Messenger is dead. Dead. Okay. Worldwide maze, John. What's this business, this maze business? And where did Andy go? Worldwide maze. Oh, no, that's a Google maze. Yeah. That's Google maze. You can, like, so what you do is you go to google.com forward slash maze, and you literally play with your iPhone and your laptop. You connect them through Google, and you turn any website you want into, like, a <coughs> labyrinth-esque game. No way. Like, like, uh, like it's got like tilt graphics or tilt. Blah. They use the gyroscope and the tilt, whatever in the oh, phone, yeah. and you like, you know, how you get the ball to move, the marble to move That's through the maze. That's super cool. Yeah, and it goes right on the computer. So I mean, like, I was on Facebook earlier, just rolling my ball around. On your phone. Yeah. No, I was using my phone as a controller to play on my on my Mac. Okay, you're gonna have to show me that. That sounds fun. It is really cool. There's something else that totally distract me from things that I would be. Yeah, I mean, like that is absolutely That's just play. Mind candy. <laughs> Let me do this instead of work. <laughs> All right, so we got through our list. How much more time do we have, Alex? We have about five more minutes. About five more minutes. So what I want to say is um, we have a really cool lady coming on in about 20 minutes. Uh, She is the dating goddess. So for those of you who are thinking about saying, okay, that's it for the dash for the evening, I want you to make sure that you go, go to the bathroom. If you got home, run in, put your keys down, and get on over to your desktop. And if... uh, and if you were planning to leave, come back because we have a really cool guest. She's over 40. She's written like, I don't know, 112, or she went on 112 dates and she wrote like 25 books on dating over 40. So if you are over 40 years old, you're divorced or looking at walking out the door, this woman has some advice for you. And if you're a guy who likes women at the 40 year old, Range the the fabulous divorcee. <laughs> you might want to pay attention. 
So we'll be here. We're going to do an interview with her and learn what it is to date after 40 and uh, and to be dated, I suppose. And and that's about it for today. You guys got anything else? Okay. Oh, I think that's it. All right. We are, wrap, we are wrapping it up. Happy Friday. And we will see you back here in about 20 minutes for The Dating Goddess. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.